It's Sunday night, September 10th. We're going to be covering the next seven days. This includes a hurricane. This also includes thunderstorms this evening, including a couple of fall air masses, water spouts over Lake Michigan, thunderstorms in Alaska, and also the uh, various ends to the warmth over the next several months. And on average, when could we expect our first six-inch snowstorm? Enjoy. You're listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. Looks like today is going to be the final day of the excessive heat warning for Phoenix, Arizona, and it's going to be over with within one hour. And it does not go back into effect for tomorrow. So Phoenix, Arizona has actually broke a record this summer. After yesterday, the temperature hit 110 degrees for the 54th time. They likely hit 110 degrees again today if they did and made it the 55th time. It's probably, uh, we're going to look over some of these records. We set phenomenal records across the world this past summer. The summer heat seems to be dying down here in the United States. In fact, the heat dome is over with. New Orleans, Louisiana. Indiana is getting a very refreshing breeze in the morning with temperatures starting off in the 60s, daytime highs only in the 80s. So we do have really nice conditions developing over parts of the country. We still do have heat indices reaching 100 degrees over in South Florida, but you know, that's, it's under 105, so it should be below heat advisory criteria. The big story right now is a train of hurricanes that's taking place in the Atlantic Ocean under really warm water temperatures. And in fact, at the forecast track that I just looked at, which comes from the National Hurricane Center, and from the past couple of times, the National Hurricane Center, at least the times I've been observing these hurricanes, the National Hurricane Center really does the best job at these hurricane tracks. You know, the National Hurricane Center does take this hurricane up and brings a possibility of the thing headed to Boston. This is from the National Weather Service of Boston, issued 10.01 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Sunday, September 10th. So it's Sunday night. Our weather turns seasonable and much drier Thursday, although Hurricane Lee still could make a closer pass late this week or next weekend. So that's the time period that if it does affect Boston, that's when it would be affecting Boston. Increasing surf and rip currents are likely to begin around Tuesday and continue into the weekend. Although there is low confidence in any other impacts, refer to the latest forecasts on Hurricane Lee from the National Hurricane Center. Believe it or not, the hurricane is a Category 4 hurricane. I was completely not aware that we're headed into that direction. Uh, I took a look, taking a look at the windy.com app at the hurricane tracker. At one point, this was a hurricane five hurricane with 165 mile per hour sustained winds. That was on Friday, 4 a.m. in the morning. I assume that's central daylight time, but that barometric pressure was 27.34. That was the lowest it ever got. The thing weakened to a Category 4 after that, and then weakened to a Category 3. Well, it's at a Category 3 right now, but it's forecasted to become a Category 4. By tomorrow, 1 o'clock p.m., sustained winds of 138 miles per hour. So it is expected to be a Category 4 by tomorrow, 1 o'clock p.m. That's Monday, 1 o'clock p.m. By Tuesday, it remains a Category 4. And by Wednesday, as it heads into waters... Well, 
it's probably still warm waters. We weaken to a Category 3 at 115 miles an hour. By Thursday, 104 miles per hour, Thursday 1 p.m. And by Friday, 1 p.m., the thing is down to a Category 1, and it does not have Boston in its path right now. It looks like it's going to be missing the United States. It's going to bring its effects anyways over here. We're going to quickly look at the Chicago weather just we have weak weather systems moving through the area this week, a couple of weak systems. However, despite the fact it's weak, uh, we could get a good soaking rain. In fact, tomorrow, once it starts raining in the morning, the European computer model shows from about 6 a.m. onward, maybe some parts of Chicago 7, other areas maybe even starting at 5. It just rained the rest of the day. That's what the European computer model shows with rainfall accumulations around a half an inch, some areas a little bit more, some areas a little bit less. So now what this is, is that we have a front. It's a slow moving front that's going to be moving through. It is a slow moving front. The thing is, despite the slow movement of the front or despite the weakness of this low pressure system, which is, I don't even know if it falls under 30, you know, it's probably, it's like 29.9, if even that, 29.8, it's probably closer to 30 in terms of the barometric pressure. The uh, temperatures 5,000 feet above the surface are about 43 degrees Celsius. That's significantly colder than what we've seen. You know, over the summertime, we see a lot of times the temperature tends to rise about 12 to 24 degrees by the time it hits the surface. Surface temperatures, from what I've seen, tend to be about 12 to 24 degrees warmer than what they are 5,000 feet above the surface. There are exceptions. So a 43 degrees Fahrenheit at 5,000 feet above the surface would bring us to highs between 55 and 67 degrees by you get to the surface. But the really the more significant thing, so I would say 67 because it looks like uh, you know, sixty. You know that it looks more reasonable, uh, and the water temperatures are closer to that. But forty-three degrees is cold enough. It's a large enough contrast between that and the lake water temperatures to already start to produce lake rain showers, lake effect rain showers. Not only that, we could also see some water spouts. Water spouts. They look like tornadoes. They kind of are tornadoes, but they are a little bit different. But water spouts. Oh my gosh. It's just amazing stuff that will be occurring over the southern third of Lake Michigan. This includes the Chicago area. Those water spouts might start to happen tomorrow afternoon into tomorrow evening. The National Weather Service is actually forecasting the precipitation to start even earlier than what the European computer model shows. They show the precipitation starting after midnight with some embedded thunderstorms. But over by them, after midnight really is just a generic term. These embedded thunderstorms are expected to persist across the area Monday into Monday night. That's consistent with the European computer model with no severe weather expected, but rainfall amounts of an inch or more are possible on a localized basis. So again, the European computer model shows a half an inch, some areas a little bit less. 
The area is getting a little bit more really are like over Lake Michigan already, but the National Weather Service is telling us that there could be some localized areas of getting an inch or more. It's really particularly Monday evening into the overnight hours into Tuesday morning. That's when we might see water spouts along the lake. Uh, so we have very, uh, very beautiful stuff, which uh, interesting stuff for the southern portions of Lake Michigan. We're now going to take a look at some of the records from this past summer. We're using the Washington Post. They have a phenomenal staff of meteorologists. Okay, here we have one from August 24th. This was the day that the temperature hit 100 degrees in Chicago. So here we go. Uh, into some of the records. Salindres, France. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. S-A-L-I-I-N-D-R-E-S, France. Reached 112 degrees Fahrenheit. This was Wednesday, August 23rd. That's the hottest recorded during August in the country. This is 44.4 degrees Celsius. Hundreds of monthly records fell as well. Sores, France. S-O-R-E-Z-E, France. So a low. The low was 87 degrees, 30.6 Celsius. That was on Thursday morning, August 24th. And that occurred from a personal weather station. And over there, they plan on confirming that. And then it becomes official. So if it does become official, maybe it already has. That makes a record for the highest low temperature on record in that country for France. And that's according to the weather historian Th- uh, Thierry Goose, T-H-I-E-R-R-Y Goose. We have a French observatory, which is 5,000 feet above the surface, had a high temperature of 87 degrees. This was on Wednesday, August 23rd. It's hard for us to have an appreciation for that since it's only 87 degrees. But that's the first time since 1985 that it's ever been higher than 86 degrees there. According to meteorologist Nahal Belkhirs, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Bilboa, Spain, had record high temperatures Wednesday, August 23rd. You know, this was the day we also saw record heat here in the Chicago area. It was 111 degrees there, 44 degrees Celsius. Tortosa and Santander also set hottest on record highs in several spots in Portugal. All-time warm minimums have been widely set on the Iberian Peninsula. What's been happening over there is something similar to what's been happening over here. You have East Asia, which has this feedback loop between hot temperatures and heated waters. So the water temperatures at a regional scale are the hottest compared to average across the whole globe. All-time high temperatures have closed schools and businesses in parts of Japan over recent over the second half of August. And here are some of the high marks. Sapporo, S-A-P-P-O-R-O, in the north of Japan's archipelago, reached 97 degrees Fahrenheit August 23rd. That's 36.3 degrees Celsius. That's the highest temperature on record there, according to meteorologist Sayaka Mori. Other all-time records occurred in Akita, Odate, and Kuchan. Tokyo has seen four times the summer average of 95 degree days with more than 20, which easily surpasses last year's record high of 16. 16 more all-time highs were set Thursday across uh, this is August 23rd across Japan and at that point there was no end 
in sight for the heat. Now we go to the winter season, the exceptional heat wave in the Southern Hemisphere. South Americans, Villa Montes, Bolivia was 113 degrees August 23rd, which ties the hottest winter temperature on record in the Southern Hemisphere. That's according to weather historian Maximiliano Herrera. It's also the second hottest winter temperature on record globally. Nuvo Asuncion, N-U-E-V-A-A-S-U-N-C-I-O-N. And then that's in P-A-R-A-G-U-A-Y. Got to 107 degrees Fahrenheit, 41.9 Celsius, August 23rd, which is the new national record for the month. South Africa or Southern Africa as of the second half of August, was in the midst of a major heat wave. Record temperatures approaching 40 degrees Celsius, 104 Fahrenheit to Botswana, South Africa, Namibia, and Mozambique, among other areas. The U.S. record heat continues as of that time. August 23rd, New Orleans, Louisiana, hit the hottest temperature on record 102 degrees that was first set in August 1980 the city has seen 13 record highs during August alone the string of days at or above 100 this year is now at 13 and that this was as of August 23rd I don't know what's happened after August 23rd and that demolished the old record of 5 in 1980 Baton Rouge also tied a record for any day with 105 degrees Chicago, we spoke about this before. We had a heat index August 23rd of 116. We actually in Chicago beat that on August 24th, 118 degrees, August 24th. But the 160 was tied for the second hottest heat index observed. The hottest occurred 1995 July heat wave. Here's some of the all-time record overnight lows. 80 degrees in Springfield, Missouri. That was set this past summer. All of these are from this past summer. 79 degrees in Stalton, Wisconsin. 77 degrees in Clayton, Alabama. Other spots like Atlanta. It only dipped to 81 degrees. Wednesday morning, August 23rd. They saw their second warmest low on record. But this week here in Chicago, it looks like a cool week. Just... We're north of the jet stream, temperatures in the 60s, highs in the upper 60s. We start to warm up again by the weekend as we high pressure moves in behind a cold front. So once we hit the back side of that high pressure, the south flow comes in with the sunshine and temperatures will likely rise into the 70s. That's the story for us here in Chicago. And we do have lots of thunderstorms occurring this evening, by the way. It's also, I think, worth mentioning that... The Storm Shield app, which I think is very good. So it shows some thunderstorms well west of Chicago, 3.45 a.m. And by 4.15 a.m., the precipitation, actually the thunderstorms are more over the Lake Michigan. The precipitation is over the Chicago area by 4.15 a.m. Parts of Evanston already have, uh, Northbrook and Highland Park could have precipitation already by 3.45 a.m. But by 4.15, 
it's really over the entire Chicago area. Gary, Indiana, Valparaiso, Indiana, powerful storms um, would be over in uh, Peru, Illinois. Currently, we have some thunderstorms on the south-central border of Iowa and north-central parts of Missouri. And we have a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for Hansford County until 10 o'clock p.m. Central Daylight Time. But this is all the way out in northern Texas, perhaps even parts of Oklahoma. That's the Texas Panhandle. Not too far from Amarillo, but it's like Perryton, Texas. There's also a severe thunderstorm watch out there. We have thunderstorms occurring over like Albany, New York, or at least precipitation occurring over Albany, New York. And we have some thunderstorms also occurring in the Alaska area, south central Alaska. But there's also one up north, even further north in Fairbanks. Actually, quite a few thunderstorms. There's some air quality alerts in effect for portions of Canada. Everyone enjoy, if you like cooler weather, enjoy it. Uh, if you like sunny and nice weather, that's coming up this weekend. And for those of us that like hot weather, we might have to wait a little bit longer before we get hot weather. Also, the time is running out. You know, the latest 90-degree day ever in the Chicago area, prob- I don't think it's made it past the first week of October. So, And then the latest 80-degree day, I don't believe has made it past the first week of November. And the latest 70-degree day occurred during the first week of December, and January has never hit 70. So we're... Uh, we are quickly dying down with the summer heat. But sometimes outside of these hurricanes, a couple hundred miles away, you can get some very intense compressional warming, which could bring the 90s back into the city. So that's a that could always happen. But, uh, you know, that we're, our time is limited in regards to the summer heat. We wait with anticipation to see what will be happening this winter. On average, the Chicago area gets its first major snowstorm, January 14th, right around then. A major snowstorm is defined by the National Weather Service as six inches or more. We do not always get a major snowstorm, believe it or not. We do not always get a six-inch snowfall every winter. It's amazing. We don't. It doesn't always happen, but it usually happens. And ten inches doesn't usually happen. So uh, that, on average, January fourteenth, give or take a couple weeks. That that's our snow season. Last year, we the snow we had snow on the ground already for the last week of December. And with that, we're gonna say good night. You've been listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. This podcast can be found on almost every platform where podcasts are available. Mm